Welcome to the Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wong. It's a kickstart for the 18th or the 11th or the 15th I was like, or the 29th. You know, no, I'm just whatever kidding. it is. It is it's October 11th. And uh, which means tonight is the final night of Beyond Fest, which they're closing with Antlers. Antlers. Which was a, not a surprise announcement, but it was announced after, after the initial, I think it was after. Oh, no, you know, we found out the day the tickets the, the whole lineup was announced. That's right, when we that's found out. Sad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we found out, didn't they announce it a couple of days after that? Or was it on that day? Mm, I guess I it was on that day. Oh, I think mean, it was on that day. We just well, didn't let know me just, about it. I'm going to clarify my mistake from, okay, Bradley Cooper, Scott Cooper, not the same person. Okay. That's good. I, I just, mean, that's good. There. I just kind of, you know, sorry. It was a, we, don't have, uh, we don't have Stat Boy. No. No one to correct us. No. And we mentioned way back when, before the programming list was was released, that was it. There's going to be a surprise screening, right? And we didn't know what it was. And as it turns out, <laughs> were we were we wrong? Um, we are way wrong. I still don't get why we didn't get. Oh, here's the thing: there was a surprise triple feature somebody had mentioned, right? So American Werewolf, The Howling, and Wolfen, right? Right, They're just. No, we didn't get any of them. Summer of the Wolf? No, thank you. Got nothing. Well, as it turns out, that surprise screening, not that related to the triple feature I heard about, was Paul Verhoeven's Benedetta, which actually premiered at Cannes earlier in the year. And uh, that was the surprise one. Well, you know, I do love me some Verhoeven. Even in 2021. <laughs> Even in 2021. It just warms my heart to know that he's still making movies. He's like the Paul Schrader of Germany. This was in the running for the Palm. Uh-huh. And the winner of the Palm was actually open the entire Beyond Fest. Titan, right? Titan, yeah. Surprise, I can appearance and a not such a surprise with Titan, which is actually doing pretty good in its theatrical, limited theatrical runs, doing all right, which is nice to hear what, uh, what word of mouth of what a wacky movie that is, is it's carrying. <laughs> it's getting around. Right. Also last week, Thursday night, finally, after a year of being put off, James Bond finally opened No Time to Die open last Thursday. Decent, doing decent numbers, but they're doing the same thing that Venom did. It feels like every 30 minutes is being screened. I think the 4,500 screens that it's on are the most of any James Bond film ever. I'm not surprised. And it's the, it's the longest James Bond movie ever. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. When I saw that it was 243, even Joey went, Dad, I might have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you made it through Endgame. You can make it through this. And he did. He was fine. He didn't. He he intentionally, by the way, he's his, his number one thing he always does. Big old popcorn, big old soda. Well, root beer. That's his jam, right? He, you don't want a root beer? Is he? He's like, no. Oh, he knew. <laughs> you worried about having to go pee, aren't you? Yeah, man. Look, it's, if you're drinking the root beer, you got to tie it in a knot. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, no. It's just uncomfortable for everybody. Doing decent numbers, obviously, uh, and like when you see that many screens, you have to think about like a per screen thing, and then even then, it's kind of like, well, shit ain't normal right now anyway, so you can't really lean on that too hard. Right. Five movies for Daniel Craig. All five of them are all tied to one storyline, which, you know, just like with Quantum of Solace being the being the first true sequel in all Bond film history, and then the then it had three more after that, and this being the fourth sequel to the five movies. Again, Joey got all four of the previous movies in a matter of two weeks. So to him, it felt like 
he just binge watched like sure four miniseries and then he got to this. And then and then it was its own miniseries. Yeah, week. it was long. I liked it quite a bit. My, my friend Eric and I were kind of like putting on a scale. I said, but the problem is, is like, he's like, which one do you like the best? And I said, well, I can't really look at that that way. I look at it as one story now. I mean, I didn't. But the best one is a standalone, kind of like how Empire is the better of the three of the original trilogy Star Wars movies because uh, it can tell the story without having to really know what happened before or after. This one leans too much on the, the previous movies for you to go, I know what's going on. <laughs> but no, I liked, I guess I liked it a lot. Joey liked it a lot. I thought Hans Zimmer's score was... Was very Hans Zimmer. It was a very Hans Zimmer, but still it didn't feel like a Christopher Nolan Hans Zimmer score. And he's so clever with the way he would sneak in the classic Bond cue in there every once in a while. And it was never, it wasn't always the same instrument too. He, he, so he would always, sometimes it was string, sometimes it was woodwinds. Yeah, it was cool. He, he's really good at, for this kind of material. I thought it was a decent closer as, as a standalone. It's a, tif- it's a difficult movie to, I, I, I would tell anybody, you got to at least watch Spectre. Otherwise you're not going to really know what the hell's going on. Cause you don't even know who the girl is if you, <laughs> without it. Rami Malek is like, he's on the poster. How little is he in this movie? <laughs> he's in it too much, if you ask me. He's awful in it. <laughs> well, but for a movie, it's two hours and 43 minutes long. He's in it just enough. <laughs> for you? <laughs> uh, well, too much for me, but I would just say, like, I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's, I, you liked it way more than I did. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's probably the fourth, the fourth, if I was going through those five movies, it's the fourth best one. It's better than Spectre, although the opening of Spectre, is better than anything in this movie. This movie doesn't really have, you know, what I really wanted in a Bond movie, man. I kind of felt cheated. Kind of felt like I got it. Like, oh, well, we don't really quite know what to do. Kind of the opening isn't anything special. Um, I'm going to leave that to people to go see it. I, I just kind of thought it was flat. Daniel Craig looks like he's 25, 30 years older than that girl. Well, he is, isn't he? I know, but I'm just saying that he looks it. Like every bit of it, like he's, he's aged quite a bit between Spectre and this and, you know, it happens and it happens in all the, you know, to all the James Bonds, obviously, if you look at, you know, from Russia with love to diamonds are forever and Connery aged a whole bunch, but it, it's just, I don't know, man, it had, there were moments that the Cuba bit is, is super fun. Um, I forget the girl's name, uh, the one from knives out and Amos, Yeah. Joey's got a major infatuation with that girl. Because well, of Knives Why out. wouldn't he? <laughs> why wouldn't he? <laughs> and then he, so he's like chuckling through her, through her whole bit. Like, oh, I had three weeks of training and how she's super exuberant and excited to be on this mission. Right. And then when he sees her kick ass, he just scrims in a seat and like sits up and I'm like going, oh yeah, that crush is beyond that now. <laughs> oh yeah, totally right. <laughs> he was just like, he was into it. So he was, he, he had, I get props to her because she did a lot of her own bits yeah but but her but her uh her doubles and and the stunt coordinators an amazing job of making her look like she really knew what the hell she was doing yep i think she was a dancer too so which always helps in those kinds of things sure yeah i mean that that sequence was super fun and yeah i mean i like the story it just was too long i guess is my biggest complaint they, they, they kind of lopped like 20 minutes I, it's minute. funny i said that to, again i eric and i liked it he liked it more than i did I said, 15 minutes. He goes, where? I said, I'm not talking about 15 minutes at one particular moment in the movie. I'm talking about. Right. Overall. <laughs> it's not about frame funking or anything like that. It's just, you know, sometimes there's some trimming that goes on there. A little bit here, a little bit there. I thought, and again, not to give anything away, part of me would have been, 
Yeah, like I agree. The Cuba, the Cuba sequence is probably the best set piece of the whole movie. Because I think because it happens so early in the movie and and the duration, overall duration, it feels. I'm like, tell me, you, you're like, when when's Anna coming back? Right. I mean, that's the. I kept thinking that. Even Joey goes, "Do you think that? Do you think? Do you think the girl from Nice House gonna be back?" And I'm like, <laughs> I "Go in the next movie? <laughs> no, buddy, I don't think so." I, we were driving home, and he and I said, "You know what? You know, they could do a spinoff with her, right?" He goes, "I could do a spinoff with her." <laughs> oh. And I and I kind of looked at him. I go, "Buddy," he goes, "What? Never mind. I don't think you realize what he said." I don't think you understand what that. You don't. You never mind. <laughs> yes, this is leave it at that. There was there was just too many like you know I, I I don't there were too many characters in it that didn't need I mean he's yeah the, the movie overall is okay for the last dance with Daniel Craig I kind of just felt like that's it <laughs> I don't know man I didn't think anything was up to like the James Bond level and again that could also be because the last like three Mission Impossibles have just you know they keep upping the ante so the the ante they didn't they didn't throw enough chips in the pile. Is my complaint, I guess. It is the last one. Uh, who knows when it's going to hit Blu-ray and all that stuff. I don't know about you. I don't know where you saw it, but for, for a movie that has the runtime that it has, maybe not five movie trailers before. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, I there there weren't any movie trailers in front. I, I didn't see one movie trailer in front of it. Yeah, I was. Pissed. All I got was what did I get? I got like an M and M's commercial because I think I got there, and by the time I got in. I may have missed them all, but I honestly, all I saw was an M&M's commercial, like no trailers. I was like, that's weird. They ran five trailers and then they ran their stupid snack bar commercial. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to see eight minutes worth of trailers for a movie that's already going to put me out the door after or almost 12. Right. And I think it ended up being 1130 or something like that. So for a movie that started that had a start time of 830, we got out at 1130. So there you go. 17 minutes worth of bullshit <laughs> to go with the mm -hmm. 243. Anyway, if you like James Bond, go check it out safely, of course. But it sounds like it's going to be probably not going to see it before, maybe before the end of the year, but maybe January or February. I'll hit home video if you're still airing inside of caution and staying home. You know, we end up going to the Regal to see it and they don't have that. They don't have the spacing. Oh, yeah. So fortunately, because they have so many screenings. <laughs> sure. But, right. Okay. I'm going to speak to this. And this is kind of the, the point of what I was making in the past about the the spacing and, and the rules of, of, you know, social distancing while you're in the movie theater. Some theaters don't have any kind of restrictions right now. And Regal is one of them. And so they have 100% availability. We picked two seats in the middle, in the back row with nobody else there. And that was at seven o'clock that I did that because I realized we weren't going to make the eight o'clock. So I changed it to the eight 30. Nobody was in the back row. We getting ready to leave at, uh, leave the house at eight o'clock. There were seven seats to our immediate right, like right next to us, like, like sitting next to either Joey or myself. I'm like, what the fuck, man, <laughs> you couldn't put one space between the two of you. Right. Come on. What a fucking asshole you must be. Did you see it at the, did you see it at the Regal at the mall? Yeah. So can I kept checking while we're sitting there? Like, like I was buying new tickets. I, I mean, these people eventually showed up and I was just hoping nobody was going to show up to our left and nobody ever did. So we just slid over two seats. Now check this out. We stood up and moved two seats over. 
So we moved two seats. You know, Joey was sitting where I would have next to where I would have been sitting. The motherfucker that bought that ticket that would have put Joey right next to us doesn't even doesn't even give a shit. He sits in Joey's seat where he would have been sitting. <laughs> that's my that's my point. It's like you like when you don't even you're so fucking dumb that you don't even realize that you're sitting next to you're sitting in somebody else's seat. You're in the wrong seat. <laughs> and that's the thing that's so stupid about it. I'm like, so not only did you were so oblivious when you bought your tickets, you, were, you weren't even sitting in the seat you were told to sit in. Fucking dicks, man. And it's anyway, so we moved over. Nobody, I mean, we had no, the whole left side of us was nobody there. And then, you know, there's three seats between us to Joey's right. But it was like, you fucking slobs. And because at that point, I'm like, oh, no, I don't, if you get up and move and send somebody else's spot, well, fuck you, dude. I don't, I don't want to sit where you sat if you don't give a shit. If you don't right, give a exactly. shit about that, you don't give a shit about other stuff too. So fuck off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a odd thing. The, uh, I got, a, well, there's a whole bunch of screenings and stuff, uh, you know, for awards starting to come, starting to come through. And I was like, oh, and you know, it's funny. Half of them are in Santa Monica. Uh. I was like, no way, because uh, they're showing, um, there's a screening for Dune this week. And Oof. I was like, oh, where is that? Oh, no, not going to that. No, it's over in like, you know, West LA. I think the, there's a couple at Fox. And I was like, oh, well, uh, mm, I guess it would be okay. To, well, it's still too far to drive. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like you don't know. Uh, but, you know, to see a, you know, some Fox Searchlight screening movie. I don't know. We'll see. Dune comes out next week, or does it same? Does it come out the same day as Halloween? Halloween yeah, this Friday, right? The fifteenth. It's not until the twenty second. Oh, okay, so it's a week after. So it's it's weird, man. Like Dune, I feel like is a movie. Like I don't know. I have to say, I don't know what the uh, because when I was a kid, those books were huge, right? But I was, you know, I'm talking about like in the late seventies, early eighties. Those books were a big thing. Like when the first, when the Dune movie came out in eighty four, right? Is that right? Eighty four, eighty five. You know, those. I think I read Dune when I was like in sixth grade. But people still into those books. <laughs> it seems an odd choice of a movie to make again yeah. after it's. You know, we've done mini series that have failed, and to me, it seems like it's it's unfil- it's an unfilmable. It's a translation thing that, you know, book to, to film isn't ever going to, it's like the stand. You keep making it, but it's never really going to be good. Um, you'd have to want to, I mean, as it is, I mean, isn't this, I did like still making a, I guess this is the same director that did, um, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Which I liked, uh-huh. but at the same time is no different than what you're saying about doing. I'm like, is it a movie that we need it again? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'll see it. But did, we, did who's who's the audience? Who was clamoring for this? You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, unless they're going to turn it in. I mean, because they're so heady and they're so the books. They seem like a very like there's a very small group of people who are really going to enjoy this. Unless they've unless they've turned it into a more Star Wars kind of sci-fi. But with this director, it doesn't seem like that. So I don't know, man. I'm curious to see what will happen with it. You know, I just hope that it's not Jupiter ascending. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's my worst fear is it's going to, you know, going to be, it's going to land in that neighborhood. Ice skating, uh, dog, um, whatever, uh, Channing Tatum, right, when he, he had a tail, it was so weird. Yeah. What a weird movie. Um, but I feel like I've Dune couldn't, I hope Dune's not that. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah. I'm tired. Anyway, those, for those of you that are excited to see Dune, you'll, you'll be out on the 22nd. Yeah. Halloween Kills opens up uh, this Friday. Right. Uh, it's good. In, in general, it's got a pretty good response to it so far. Um, those of you that were kind enough to to uh, rent or purchase uh, South of Heaven or go see it in the movie theater, thank you. Was, yeah, I man. You guys, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have more to to add to that whole thing before we move on to your next movie. I'm kidding. I'm, I had been watching a horror movie a day, and then I got, I got stalled on on Me too. because of fucking baseball. It just like sucked up my life. So like for like an hour, an extra hour and a half that I you know, I'm working an extra hour and a half later. Well, there's the movie right there. By the time I get home, I'm behind. So. I have to play catch up soon, so hopefully I'll catch up. I'll be well, double double featuring for a couple of days. I uh, I stopped posting on Instagram what they were. Um, you Letterbox. But, uh, I will put I will put them on Letterbox. I'm going to do them all tonight, and I'll put the date watched. Um, I've watched some really really bad ones. Man. Well, uh, not well, maybe not necessarily bad, just different, and uh, for, it, it runs the gamut from legitimately well-made to schlocky as fuck <laughs> studio <laughs> movies after i watched that Rennie harlan exorcist movie and then i watched gothica i was like okay now I, so then i went into the paul schrader exorcist movie which all right is yeah wow have you seen it no i have not oh man yeah the schrader one it, it's a it's dude i mean it's so weird it's 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 more along the lines of it's like an existentialist exorcist movie, uh, but it's it's closer in spirit, I'd say, to Exorcist Three than any of the other uh, exorcist movies. There you go. I mean, I didn't watch anything today. It's going to be extremely polarizing for some people when the same man that's been that brought Halloween back to the, the cinema is going to be doing the same for the Exorcist, for and he's doing a trilogy of those as well. This is one of those times I think forgetting the sequel might be a good idea. <laughs> Right, man. Look, uh, Her- Heretic has its it has its own vibe, dude. <laughs> but no, it's, but right. It's- you, if you want to watch two together, watch Heretic and watch the beginning. Watch the Rennie Harlan one. <laughs> watch those two there together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, a night you'll never forget. Your stomach will hurt from laughing. There you go. Anyway, if you want to follow the show, I'm from, we're still on Instagram, by the way. If you want to follow the show though, on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod. Same with Instagram for now. Um, if you want to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash KITG podcast or follow us on Letterboxd, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore cult. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at 007 on Letterboxd. That's 007. It's just a number. 